NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGP and Thanksgiving Free Roll. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. The NASCAR season may be over, but NASCAR never stops here on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, he's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. back for another episode of the week in which we will break down some Daytona 500 odds because, as Cody is going to remind us, we are very, very close to the season. Cody! Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. 74 days to the clash, 88 <laughs> days to the Daytona 500, uh, a.k.a. Dale Earnhardt days, Dale Earnhardt Jr. days to the Daytona 500, Ooh. or Daryl Waltrip if you're super old school. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. It's, you know, just checking checking those days off the calendar every day I can, and uh, going to be here before you know it. Daryl Waltrip, I love it. That's that's a good, that nice little throwback there, buddy. A throwback to that, that 88 Gatorade car. Back in the day, that's that's super old school. That's eighty-eight, man. That's that was a popular number throughout the years. I mean, you had a lot of really good guys drive it. Uh, guys like Daryl Waltrip, uh, Ricky Rudd was in that car at one point. Dale Jarrett was in that car for a long time. Dale Junior, obviously, most recently, uh, Alex Bowman was in there for a minute before they switched him over to the forty-eight. So yeah, it's uh that number's been around, not in use at the moment, but uh, who knows? Maybe again soon. I smell a NASCAR history uh, lesson coming on here. We, we need to do an episode in which we do uh, a little sort of history of something. I mean, just one, right? Just one or two here in the offseason. We got if time. you get me going on NASCAR history, might be a long episode, Rob. You know, wait. I was showing, <laughs> I, uh... I was showing, I was showing the in-between guys something I have. So uh, vamp a little bit as I pull something off of my shelf. Uh, uh, just talk about, like, <laughs> yeah, give give us more eighty eight. Give us that Daryl Wall. More eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think uh, uh, some of the other guys. I, uh, I mean, obviously Daryl Waltrip was was the original, the the original goat of the eighty eight car. But uh, what do you what do you got for us, Rob? So this you can't see it, and Ooh. well, look, we I promise that we'll go live soon. But I have this gigantic book that's called NASCAR Chronicles or Chronicle rather. Um, it's a rather, it's, it's not a new book. It's actually pretty old, uh, but it walks you through literally from the very beginning of NASCAR where it all began before NASCAR even. So if Cody can see us is before NASCAR, okay, wow. it, it tells yep. you all about all of the bootleggers and all the stuff that they were doing. And then, and then it takes you all the way through. I mean, look at there's, there's all kinds of old school like I feel like this is story time. We need. We should probably should have this on video next time around. We need to get a YouTube channel set up. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to the boss. In fact, we're supposed to have our meeting soon. Uh, yeah. But then, but then, 1947 to 1949, the birth of NASCAR, and it takes you through all the way till whatever season uh, it was when this was. This book was actually released. But 
I'm here so, to tell so you. Are you saying we get uh, story time with Rod, and you're just going to read us pages from that book, then, brother? Or what? Brother, <laughs> I will. I will, you guys can get up the the cozy uh, chocolate chip cookies and and cocoa, and I'll tell you all about it. 2002, by the way. Uh, who was the champion in 2002, Cody? Oh, 2002 would have been. Oh man, put me on the spot like that. Gosh, I should know this too. It's all right. Oh, uh, let me think. Let me think. I, I got this for a second. Let me walk through it. 2002. Let's see. I know 2003 was Matt Kenseth. 2004 was was uh, Kurt Busch. 2002 would have been Jeff Gordon, right? Uh, it was actually Tony Stewart. Oh fuck, I was close. That 20, <laughs> that 20 car was Damn the it. winner. No, so much about, remember all that stuff I just said about how much I know about NASCAR history. Forget about it. Never mind. <laughs> hey, listen. 2002 was the year before I became a fan, so I remember. I just remember, uh, you know, Tony Stewart being the returning champion. While we're doing show and tell, here is my uh, diecast yes! 88 uh, Daryl Waltrip Gatorade car. My grandma Mary was a huge uh, Daryl Waltrip fan growing up. She's the one who got me into NASCAR, so shout out to her. Uh, but yeah, I have, a, I have a 88 diecast car of uh, of Daryl Waltrip even. Okay, so here's the thing. If you're listening to this, first of all, thank you for listening in the off season. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna post some of our pictures on the NASCAR uh, Twitter. So we'll, we'll give you some of our, I'll give you a picture of that NASCAR Chronicle book. You'll put there up the 88. I will put up my 88. I'll put up some of my 40. I'll actually put up my two shelves that are full of uh, Jimmy. And and I have the 01 because, of course, the Army car, right? When Nemechek drove that uh, in the 01. So I have I have some die-cast 01 cars from the Speaking Army. Speaking of case. great number 88 cars uh, and, and going into the 88 car more, Brad Keselowski and Dale Earnhardt Jr., both in the Xfinity series, Drove the 88 Navy car. We obviously know the Navy's better than the Army. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, we need to. Yeah, we sh- we, we'll have to definitely share share photos of this stuff. Uh. Good night, everybody. We're <laughs> <laughs> Wait till Army Navy week coming up. In oh, a, my in God, a few it weeks is. Here. Yep, a couple <laughs> weeks. Go on. We have to put a friendly wager on that one. Yeah, we're going to need to find figure out uh, what, what type of side side bet we can get going on that. Hey, you know what? Look, if you're in the Discord, help us out. What kind of yes. what kind of yeah? Give us ideas make? what uh, what what we should be uh, betting on, or what what Rod should be sending me when Navy beats Army. Oh my god! Oh, oh. I can't even <laughs> stomach a world where that happens. Dude, did you see? Did you see the Navy uniforms they released the other day? Though no, I didn't They're, get a chance uh, to. Are they good? NASA themed because uh, oh, more yeah. astronauts were in the Navy than any other branch, of course, because they're smart uh and <laughs> it's pretty sweet though definitely go check those out it's got the astronaut on the helmet the whole uniform is i mean they always do both sides do do really good on the uniforms every time i mean i love the army ones even uh every time and yeah they're great awesome looking uniforms so we're gonna have to go to a daytona 500 together an army navy game out in philly sometime and and you know uh, the las vegas race in both f1 and uh and nascar so Damn, Cody, we're gonna we're gonna have to get together a lot That's next the, year, huh? Yeah, we got we we got to get some plans going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right. Well, listen. As fun as this is, uh, and obviously as as much as we would love to keep talking about this, which you know what, we will. Uh, this gave me a great idea on on a couple more episodes over the off season just to have a little fun. Um, it gets heavy during the season, right? I mean, with with breaking everything down and and putting all the bets together, it, it just gets heavy. So this is the time we to hardly have, have time to chat during during the season. There's so much to cover and so much going on. It's bang bang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now it's an opportunity for us to breathe a little. Maybe give those of you who are newer to NASCAR because we actually have quite a few, Cody. I I know you know, um, but maybe those folks listening out there, maybe the hardcore fans of NASCAR who who don't really recognize the fact that we brought a lot of new eyes onto the sport itself by way of gambling. And there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily as well-versed in the history of the sport as you, first of all, and as me to a lesser degree. So I just feel like uh, it'd be fun for folks to kind of get a little more appreciation of, of what the sport has been, what it is now, and what will it will be in the future if we you know, kind of introduce a little more history into these yeah, next few episodes. Absolutely. I love it. So, uh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. All right, well, let's do this. Uh, let's let's step away for a break, and when we come back, we'll start talking about the Daytona 500, the 2023 version. Uh, we'll give you a little bit of, of background as to what's been going on, and then uh, basically walk you through some of these odds that are out, and we'll just we'll talk all things Daytona 
when we come back from the break. But before we do, you ready to win money? Boost your odds? Yeah, you are. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. So be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during that WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. There's great promos, odds, payouts all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? I don't even need an answer. I know it. Sign up today. You're going to get a special bet, a special offer even, a bet 100 and win $100. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older presence here at Playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers, after all, we are the Marks, he is my hubby, and she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. So most sports have their biggest event of the year at the end of the year. Not NASCAR. No, 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 sir. They save their Super Bowl for the beginning of the season to kick off the year with the biggest race of the season. It is the Daytona 500. It is the most storied race. I mean, look, you could probably argue that the Indy 500 is big. You can, you know, argue that, I, I don't know, maybe Monaco, right, in the F1 world is, is kind of their big, big, but it seems like they don't like it. <laughs> like, that's the, everybody else likes it but the drivers. I don't get it. But, no, Daytona is the biggest race of the year, and it is always the most star-studded and most spectacular year and and one you look forward to every single year yeah absolutely and it you're right it is it's crazy but the biggest race of the season is the first race it's got the most eyes on it the most people watch it obviously it's the week after the super bowl so football has ended nfl football of course we'll get the xfl and other leagues that of course uh, we'll be following but big football has ended nascar's right there it's ready to go Daytona is always an exciting race. We love the super speedway racing, all the chaos. Anybody can win. We saw it last year, right? At a plate track, there was a guy that had a parlay. Uh, you know, he put whatever, $16 on it or something and won a million dollars. Now that's great and fun and exciting. Not something that's going to happen often. Don't, don't go into this expecting you're going to get that because it's unrealistic, but... We've seen we had a 200 to one with Corey LaJoy at Atlanta with two laps to go. He was leading the race. So the these these types of tracks, anybody in the field can win. And we saw it last year with a rookie in Austin Sindrick making his, you know, I don't it wasn't necessarily his first Cup Series start, but his first full time season Cup Series start goes out, wins the Daytona 500, and he is forever a Daytona 500 champion. If you ask some drivers or a driver in Denny Hamlin. It's more important than winning a championship, right? We talked about that a little bit on the championship episode. Go back and listen to that. But but yeah, I mean, it, it is a, a huge thing. And if you can put your name etched in history as a Daytona 500 champion, that that's one of the greatest accomplishments that you can accomplish in NASCAR, in my opinion, secondary to being a champion, actual champion. But in Denny Hamlin's opinion, even more important. So... It, <laughs> <laughs> just just dump on Danny Day. That's that's all. I got to you know, I got to get my shots in when I got a chance. Uh, no, but look, and and the the fact of the matter is that Daytona is such a special place in racing anyways, obviously with the, the what they call the birthplace of of basically modern racing and and 
the fact that they ran that track when it was sand or when it was whatever it was. I mean, you know, they, they've run it in so many different configurations. And then, of course, now it's just this glowing, massive super speedway that is the Daytona uh, International Speedway. And for all of its glory, what I love most about uh, Daytona is just the way that everybody approaches that race, right? It is so sacred to so many people. Obviously, we saw Dale Jr. lose, or Dale Earnhardt, rather, lose his life there. Um, and, and, and even before that, there was so many monumental events that took place during that race, during this weekend, that, that makes it so special. And not to say that the rest of the season is a letdown afterwards, because believe you me, we saw that it was not. Uh, but it's just a great way to start this season, right? And like you said last season, we were walking into it and and there were so many uh, names that we were throwing out that by the end of that race, it didn't matter because Austin Sindrick was the one that won it and got that kick-ass trophy uh, that, that comes with the Daytona 500 win. So yeah, you're right. Everybody, every one of those drivers wants that on their mantle. Everybody wants that as part of their resume. Doesn't matter if they do it once, right all they want is just that one because that means that they won the daytona 500 outlasted an insane amount of chaos to get there but it doesn't matter because if you're first at the end of the day just ask austin Cindric. does it matter if he led the most laps no it matters that he led the one that mattered so that's all that counts yeah exactly and we've seen just some incredible finishes the last couple of years this past season in 2022 that just finished it was Austin Sindrick, but coming to the line, throws a block on his teammate, Ryan Blaney. Bubba Wallace shoots down to the inside. Looks like maybe he's got a chance for it. Sindrick holds him off, crosses the line. You go back to last year in, in 2021, and it was Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano leading coming out of into turn three and four. The teammates, they get together from the same team, ironically. Penske Racing, they get together. They you know wreck in different directions. Elliot shoots through McDowell shoots through which one was leading when the caution comes out. It was McDowell. He's a Daytona 500 champion in his whatever, like 500th start or whatever it was. He finally gets a, a win and it's the Daytona 500 of all races. And the year before that, I believe was the Ryan Newman wreck where they all crashed coming to the line and that did not look good. And, and thankfully that these cars and their safety now, Ryan Newman was okay and walked out of the hospital with his daughters the next day, incredibly, when nobody even thought he was going to survive the hit he took. But just these races almost always come down to the it while they do come down. I mean, there's never a point in time with the way that it is with the tapered space or restrictor plate, whatever you want to call it. Nobody's running away with this race. It doesn't get boring and strung out. It's going to be action-packed. There's going to be moving and shaking at the end of the race no matter what. And... At that point, I mean, it's you're not racing for points. You're not, you know, I got, I got to get finished second here. Like it's everybody just wants to get that win, and they're going all out for it, and it makes it an exciting race every single year. That's actually a fantastic point to the fact that this is the, so that it they Tona five hundred is actually part of the regular season. I mean, let's not let's not get that twisted. This is part of the points paying races, right? But not a single soul in that pack is worried about points at that day. I mean, no, no crew chief, no anybody that you would think now the next week, obviously. Yeah. Okay. You start worrying about points, but Daytona 500, like nobody's saying, Hey, let's have a good points day. No, every single person out there is saying, I want to win the damn Daytona 500 and I'm going to do everything it takes to do that. And you're going to see the two wide, three wide, four wide at some points, just especially after the, the restarts uh, and, and just cars in close proximity Man, it's just fantastic. If you're new to the sport, and maybe you are just stumbling on this show now, um, and again, thank you for for being part of this because uh, this is our second season now. But yeah, I mean, that's the glorious part of the Daytona 500 and speedway, super speedway racing, rather. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is always, always great racing, and yeah, I mean, everybody wants to win this race. Nobody's thinking about the points. It's the first race of the season. You're not in the points mindset yet, and it's all about that trophy. The payouts for the Daytona 500 are at like five times what you're getting paid any other race. So the the purse for winning it in every position is more than it is anywhere else throughout the season. So these teams want to get off on the right foot, start the season right. Oh, by the way, you win, 
not necessarily guaranteed as we saw I got close this past year, but you pretty damn sure you almost have a spot in the playoffs locked up. Not, not technically locked up, but you're very, very certain to be on your way to making the playoffs. Um, and that changes the course of the rest of your season and how you look at things. When it gets down to crunch time, you don't have to count the points necessarily if you get to a couple races and there's, you know, we're short a couple of winners from that 16 number and stuff like that. You can start focusing on the playoffs, all that kind of stuff. So it is a huge race in its own right, just standalone, but it can play in huge into the whole season and your chances at a championship right off the bat as well. I mean, think about Austin Cindric. You know, won it his rookie full-time rookie season, right? Basically, obviously, we know he raced before, but this was his full-time rookie season. Won the first race of the season. He didn't have to sweat pretty much. The I mean, obviously, when we started getting down to to nineteen yeah. and twenty winners, <laughs> then he was like, "Oh shit, what do I got to do?" But, but yeah, in the regular season, we end up with sixteen different winners. Kurt Busch took his name out of the pot because of of the medical issues. He wasn't going to be able to race, but. Austin Cinder didn't have to worry about it when they went back to Daytona in the fall. I got to win. I got to do good here because he had that win to fall back on, got him into the playoffs despite not having another win throughout the regular season. It's crazy. But as such, though, again, we talk about the chaos. We talk about everything that could go wrong and everything that can go right in this race. You will start to see odds that make you say, wait, what? Because this shouldn't be this type of... If you're new... Normal odds fall within one, two, three hundreds, right? You know, you get plus 100, plus 200, plus 400, even if it's it's froggy. Not Daytona, sense. No, 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 no. We're, we're taking a look at some of the, the favorites here on this board, and it doesn't start, Cody, uh, anywhere below 10 to 1 as the favorite to win this race. Yeah, 10 to 1 seems to be the bar for, for the plate tracks. And that seems to be where the favorite is generally set at is the 10 to one mark. So you are getting very good odds, even on a favorite. Now that you can look at that mixed ways because the favorite doesn't win as much as they do. Obviously that's why the, the, their odds are better, but these guys are still De- Yeah. So Denny Hamlin, just to open it up 10 to one is the favorite. Well, he's won three Daytona 500s in what the last six years or something like that. So, He's a guy that can get it done. He, he, For whatever reason, crunch time of championships, he chokes it away. But crunch time of the biggest race of the season, he's right there and knows how to finish it out and can do it. So 10 to 1, yes. But again, you have to look, go through the whole day. No mistakes. These guys make a millimeter of a mistake throughout the day, and 20 cars are wiped out just like that. If the guy you bet on is, is mixed up in it, his day is over just like that. But this is where this is where the management comes in, and and we don't ever tell you unit management. We're not here to to manage your your pocketbook. We're just here to give you the picks. So how you feel to bet on them is how you feel to bet on them. But I will say, and we always do warn you on super speedway races. This is not the time to go big on just one person. And in fact, you probably should not ever go big on just one person. If Denny Hamlin, anybody, any Denny Hamlin, Logano, Blaney, Larson, those are all the top four. Uh, on the odds so far, and they span from 10 to 1 to 12 to 1, but you you should not go heavy on any of these guys. Yeah, and that's the general super speedway disclaimer, right? Of course, it's it's gambling, so at any point in time when you're gambling, always don't spend more than you can lose. You know, Go into it knowing you're going to lose, stuff like that, but when it comes to the super speedways, we have a huge opportunity to hit bigger odds. We hit it 30 to 1 on Austin Dillon at Daytona, uh, we've, we hit some other ones throughout the season, uh, big ones. And like I said, we were close to hitting that 200 to one, but you have to know coming in all the data, all the points, everything you can look at and find. And that millimeter of a mistake by one guy wipes out all those chances. Now that's something that can happen every week, but to a lesser degree, it, it's so much more magnified on a super speedway where you are getting these, the big one quote-unquote Rex, where it is taking out tons of guys and where it is the most level of a playing field that you're going to get of anywhere it is on these tracks. Well, and of course, the proximity of everybody in that pack. I mean, obviously, you're running bumper to bumper, literally bumper to bumper in, in mile and a half. You get strung out a little bit on short tracks. Yeah, you can get single file and you're going to have to pass lap track 
traffic every once in a while, but super speedways, I mean, you're right up on everybody's asses and it's just never stops. Like that's, yep. that's it for 500 miles. Yeah. Pedal to the metal the whole time. You're going full board, full speed. You're drafting, you know, in everybody else's air. And yeah, it's crazy. All right. So let's, let's do this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about each of these guys. We, we gave you the top four in that Denny Hamlin is 10 to one. Joey Logano is 11 to one. Ryan Blaney's 12 to one. And uh, so is Kyle Larson. I'll throw in Chase Elliott in there. He's also 12 to one. So in those top five, Cody, you talked about Denny Hamlin multiple time Daytona 500 winner. You've had your shots at him all season long. Obviously, you started out the season with a forgettable fashion uh, in in 2022. Finished strong to a point. Obviously, did not win the championship. But when we look at what Denny Hamlin's chances are to win this particular race, how do you feel with him as the favorite going into into 2023? It's crazy because so he he won. He's won three Daytona 500s. He won in. Uh, 2019, uh, was it, did he win three in a row? No, he, so he won in 2017, he won in 2019 and he won in 2020. Um, he's perennially since then the favorite going in every spring last year, he got caught up early in an accident, finished 37th. That was the first time he's ever not finished in the Daytona 500, which in itself is an absolutely incredible feat. He's been a full-time driver since 2006. So that's a lot of Daytona 500s he's been in and where it is chaos and almost randomness of who gets wrecked out for that to be the first time he had a did not finish in the Daytona 500 was insane. So that alone proves to you what he can do on this type of track, how, what, how good he is at it. We've seen it so many times. He's up there mixing it up in the front and then all of a sudden, like a rock, he just falls to the back. They go back, they replay his radio. He says, I don't like it. I'm out. And he just bails. He is the best at it. He knows when stuff is is getting mixed up. He knows when stuff's going to happen. And he knows when to pull the ripcord and fall to the back and stay out of the way, stay out of the trouble. Um, and you know we've seen that backfire like it did on Joey Logano at, at Talladega in the fall. He tried that after uh, complaining about it all week. And then it backfired on him and was kind of funny. But but yeah, Denny Hamlin is very, very good at this type of track. He's a great plate racer. Three Daytona 500 wins speaks for itself. He should be the favorite, is the favorite. Um, and at 10 to 1, I'm not going to say bet against it now, obviously. Like we just talked about, don't go put the house on it because there's so many other factors and so many other things going into it. But he, he's very deservedly should be the favorite. It's uncanny his instinct, though, to figure out when and where to pull out of the pack and just ride around in the back for a while. It just, I, we've talked about it. We talked about it last season, too. And I mean, obviously, before we started the show, it's been going on. And, and you watch it on a, on a yearly basis that he just knows. He's got that instinct for, for when it's time to get out of the fray and to just coast, right? Just to let himself kind of get back there. But then also, a lot like you said, it backfired on Joey Logano, but you got to know when to gun it again. And you got to have the car to do it. So the fact that year after year, he's still got the, the car to be able to drive back through the pack, you know, that, that speaks a lot to Denny Hamlin's credit there. So, yeah, obviously you're going to want to put something on him uh, because he's not, he's not going to go away. I mean, he, as much as we joke about fade Denny, this is probably not the track you want to fade him completely. You probably should have a little something given the fact that he is the favorite and that he's proven that he can pull through for you, at least at this race. Maybe not so much the next few races, but uh, you know, at the, at the very least this race. So, Denny Hamlin, I wouldn't blame you for putting a little on him, even at 10-1, to 1, as the favorite. Uh, let's talk about the returning champion, Joey Logano, the 2022 NASCAR champion. He is at 11-1, to 1, 1,100 plus 1,100. I don't know if I like this. I know that anything can and will happen, but I don't necessarily like Joey Logano's chances this season at the Daytona 500. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's just returning champ, hangover, but he wins the first of everything, and this is not his first Daytona 500. Correct, yes. Uh, so he's the 2015 Daytona 500 champion. Again, he's gotten it done, knows how to do it. Just talked about two years ago, he was leading when Brad Keselowski and him tangled up on the final lap, coming into the final corner. 
and wrecked each other. That led to Michael McDowell winning the race. Um, but we've seen it the last couple of years. A Penske car should have won that two years ago. Two, you know, and there was two Penske cars running one two on the last lap there. Last year there was Penske cars running one two in Austin Sindrick and uh and Ryan Blaney. So the Penske cars know what they're doing on super speedways. For whatever reason, these guys all have the knack. I mean, Ryan Blaney, who we'll talk about in a minute, you could argue is the best super speedway racer out there right now. But Joey Logano is no slouch in his own right. Um, he ended up finishing, was he 21st in this past uh, Daytona 500? So nothing crazy. Finished 12th there in the fall. Uh, but that was obviously after all that attrition and everything from the the rain. Um, but yeah, it you know, 11 to 1, again, deserve, you know, deserves to kind of be up here in the favorite talk. He's been in position a few times over the past couple of years. Uh, like I said, probably should have won it two years ago. So two years removed from almost winning it. He's done it before in 2015. He's coming off the championship. Could, you could look at that either way. Is it the championship hangover? Does he carry the momentum through the offseason into Daytona and, and start the defense of his championship right away? Not something we generally see, but it, it could happen. I, I don't. If I had to pick between him and Hamlin, I'm, my money's probably going on Hamlin with them only being, you know, uh, one difference in in the 10 to 1 and 11 to 1. Uh, but Joey Logano is a guy that, you know, he knows how to get it done on the super speedways as well. Yeah. Again, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why my gut tells me that Joey Logano may not be somebody I want to put money on for the Daytona 500. Just uh, like I said, I think. The hype around him winning the the championship because look out of the the final four, Joey Logano was not the one that I was paying the most attention to as a, an actual champion. So obviously he shocked me. He shocked the world. Uh, we talked about him winning the Bush Clash, which was the first of its kind. So I mean, yeah, obviously maybe we should have put a little more stock, like you said, in winning the first time out in the in the next gen car, but. Um, like I said, I don't know. The, the 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 simmering is not there anymore. I feel like this is not a Joey Logano year in the Daytona 500. So, um, I don't know. Obviously, we're not making official picks yet. And and hell, these odds could shift. I don't I don't want to say massively, but you know, they could definitely shift between now and the time the race actually begins. Yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, not making any picks. We're just kind of same thing we did the championship odds walking through, kind of giving the case for everybody, how we kind of feel on them early, might toss out a line or two that we like really early, like we did in the championship odds, 20 to one driver in there. Go back and listen because you want to get in on that before that line shifts. I would expect the championship odds to move more than the Daytona 500 odds will. Uh, these are, these will might move a little bit here and there. And then obviously, as we get into speed weeks and we see how guys qualify and stuff, they'll obviously move a lot then. But We'll, we'll talk about that more as it gets closer. This is just kind of an early look at, at everything. But uh, next up on the board, Ryan Blaney. Um, I just mentioned it. One of the best super speedway racers in the series uh, right now. He does not have a Daytona 500 win yet. Um, but I, I would not be surprised if he has one coming to him in the near future. Um, he has one here in the fall. Uh, he won the fall race in 2021, um, and, and he's won like um, the the Gatorade dual races before. Um, so to, has not got the Daytona 500 yet, but he should have won it last year. He played too nice with his teammate after the same team had different teammates wreck each other the year before. I think he should have pushed a little harder. He should have beaten Austin Sendrick, uh, and it's a shame that he didn't take advantage of that chance, but at 12 to one of these kind of favorites up here, he, he would be my most favorite of the favorites, I guess you could say, um, because he is just such a great, great, great super speedway racer. We've seen it at Talladega. We've seen it at Daytona. He can get it done. Victory lane eluded him like the plague last year, but I don't think that's going to be the case in 2023. I think we're going to see Ryan Blaney win multiple races. I think we could see it start as early as the Daytona 500. Um, so of the three we've talked about so far, he would be the one I would want to put money on the most up in this range. 
it sucked so much for that 12 car. I mean, you, he was so close so many times. He had so many opportunities, and you just watched them kind of squirrel away after a while. And there were so many races where you just saw it slip away from it. And it just, it was heartbreaking because you're right. He was one of the best drivers without a win. He was the best driver without a win all season long. Still managed to get in the playoffs. You talked about this in the championship episode. Still managed to make the playoffs and just... You know, it's a testament to how good of a driver Ryan Blaney actually is. And, you know, at 12 to 1, he's up there for a reason, uh, obviously. He, he knows how to get this done. So that is, I think, one of the ones that I would definitely spend some money on over Joey Logano. Um, maybe not over Hamlin so much, but if I was going to split my, my units, I would do that uh, as well. Of course, you heard the harp. That was Ryan Blaney's corner. Uh, Dustin it off for just a second so Cody could get his, his feels. Um, it's, it's early. I haven't decided on my Daytona 500 picks yet, but we might break that harp out. We'll see. It's all right. I got the harp going for you. Um, all right. Let's talk about the two Hendrick guys, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, both at 12 to 1. Uh, obviously, we know their road course prowess. Kyle Larson on a super do speedway, though, at 12 to 1. Kyle Larson to win this race. That's do what not I'm do it. Do not do Give me the no option. Do not bet Kyle Larson. To win at a super speedway, but Cody, but Cody, but odds. Cody, he did good. What was it, Talladega last year? He actually I finished don't good. Care, Rod, I don't <laughs> care. He sucks at super speedways. I'm not saying he can't figure it out. He's gotten some decent finishes here and there, but the the fact that Kyle Larson is always included in the favorites at these super speedways absolutely blows my mind. I will find matchups, head to head matchups that he is in. I will bet all of them against him because he sucks at super speedways for being one of the best drivers in the entire world in anything he gets into. He cannot figure out the super speedways um, qualifying different story. He started on the pole the last three races at Daytona and a little tid for you. As soon as you see odds come out for Daytona 500 qualifying Hendrick Motorsports values that Daytona 500 poll more than anything else they do in their entire organization. I don't know why, but that is like their goal every year is to be the first car on the grid for the Daytona 500. And they, I don't know how many years in a row it is. I don't have it right in front of me, but they have hit that quite a few years in the past here, but he's always got a fast car. That's no doubt. He was fastest here in the fall. He was fastest in the Daytona 500. He was fastest last fall in qualifying. Results not there. Finishes 37th in the fall at Daytona. 32nd in the 500. Um, 20th last fall. He was uh, 10th, I guess, in the 21 Daytona 500. Woo, yay! Uh, but yeah, it just he. Eh. He got a, he's got a third place down the line there, but but then it's 19th, 29th, 19th, 20th, 29th, 34th, 38th, 36th. It just he cannot figure out the super speedways for whatever reason. And it's again, we just talked about anybody can win. He he's probably going to do it at some point. I wouldn't be surprised, but especially this high up on the board at 12 to 1. No, thank you. If I could bet the no on this at minus 500, I would probably take that because I have no faith in Kyle Larson on super speedways. So avoid that like the plague. <laughs> yeah, that was eye-opening to me when I saw that Kyle Larson at 1,200. I, and we saw it last season. Like you said, he was always up there and around some of the favorites to win on a super speedway. And then, to be honest with you, neither one of us would probably touch this at three, four, five thousand. 5,000, honestly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it would have to get... Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're putting him at 40 to 1, 50 to 1, okay, just because he's in a good car. Not that the cars really matter, though, on super speedways. I, I don't, yeah, it, just because of his talent alone, I guess, at some point you got to take him. But this high up on the board, absolutely not. That's the first name I'm going to cross off and not even going to consider betting up in this top range for sure that does not go in your hat that your daughter picks out of right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah whenever there's super speedway races i take all the drivers mix them up in my hat let her draw out some dfs lines for me and i just drop the five number on the floor and, and don't pick it up because 
I don't want to include him in the lineups anyways. Uh, all right, but one name I know you include, and you probably throw multiple in there, is that nine car. <laughs> he's at 1,200 as well. I mean, he's more deserving of this spot, I think, than his buddy. Oh, yeah, 100%. Chase Elliott is very, very good on super speedways. Um, we saw it at Atlanta last year. That's not the same as Daytona, no, but now it is a super speedway. He led almost that entire race, swept the stages, won the race in dominating fashion. We've seen him do it at Daytona before. He's won the fall race there, second in the 500 two years ago. Uh, it, it was a photo finish at the at the caution flag light that came out between him and McDowell. Nobody was sure at first which one of them was in the lead when it came out. Um, and it, it was McDowell, uh, that, that won that, but, uh, he, you know, he had a second place here in August of 2020 of 2022, no 2020, sorry. Uh, and then, yeah, he, he won, uh, back here in, ooh, does he have a, he doesn't have, a, I guess a win at Daytona. No, he does not just in the dual races. So I guess that, oh yeah, I'm thinking Talladega. He's got multiple wins at Talladega. And now Atlanta. So Daytona, one that's eluded him so far, but he's put himself in position a few times here lately. Finished 10th in, the, in this past year's Daytona 500. Like I said, second in 2021. Um, 17th. Uh, yeah. In eighth place finish back in 2019. They, they group all these numbers in here so weird on these stats because they include all the dual races and stuff. So hard to weed through, but. Uh, but no, Chase Elliott is a very, very good super speedway racer. He definitely deserves to be up in this range much, much more than his teammate Kyle Larson. Again, you'll probably get those two guys in the head-to-head, -head, and I will just blindly bet all head-to-heads against Larson. Um, but Elliott has proven he can do it. We just saw it last year at Atlanta. We've seen it. He won Talladega race in the fall uh, in the playoffs. That was another plate track. Talladega is a lot more similar to Daytona, obviously. Um, and, and so... We've, we've seen Elliott be able to do it on the super speedways. That's kind of the one big thing missing from his resume now, right? He's most popular driver, rookie of the year. He's a champion at a young age. He's made the final four multiple times. That's the big thing that's missing from his resume is a Daytona 500 championship. That would be uh, the next thing to solidify what is sure to be a Hall of Fame career for him. Um, and so, yeah, 12 to 1. Him and Blaney are are kind of the two favorite drivers. I would lean towards more Hamlin. Really close there. Maybe I'm letting my my fandom shine through a little bit. Obviously, I really like Blaney. Chase Elliott is my favorite driver. Um, but but they're both deserving to be up here. Uh, and I feel like all of these guys up here that we've talked about so far, of the five of them, there are do we go? Yeah, five. They're all deserving, other than Kyle Larson. It just He's, you know, it's, it's that, what, what is this guy doing in this group? He stands out like a sore thumb, should not be here. I, I, I guess I'm scared. I'm not scared, but I'm nervous for the rest of the field. Chase Elliott has had an entire off season. And of course we talk about off season. It's only been three months, but he's had, he's had, th look, three days, I think is, is too long for Kyle Larson or for Chase Elliott rather to have sat on the way his season ended and how I'm sure he feels 1,000% robbed of the opportunity to win that championship. And he's coming out just, uh, you know, uh, professionals that take their craft seriously don't sit there and party during an offseason. Like, he's probably been in every simulation he can be in. The dude's probably been in the Matrix uh, I'm sure whatever that black mirror thing is that takes you into it, like the, the memories that you lived in the past, replayed every single thing he's ever done. Like Chase Elliott next season is going to be far more dangerous than Kyle Larson was this season. Kyle Larson won, uh, or I, even, I don't even think Kyle Larson is going to be that dangerous as, as Chase Elliott this season. Cause Chase Elliott, you know, the way he ended, the way he lost that championship was, could not have sat well at all with him. So I think he's going to come out and make a gigantic statement. And I I'm with you, buddy. I feel like that could start at Daytona. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's a – and he's one of those drivers, uh, much like a Joey Logano even, or a Denny Hamlin too, that can win on any type of track. 
him more so than any of those other guys, really because of his road course prowess. But we've seen him win on the short tracks. We've seen him win on the flat tracks. We've seen him win on the big tracks. We've seen him win on the road courses. Seen him win on the intermediates. He He's just got that ability to, to win anywhere. He's a very, very well-rounded driver. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he, he is going to be a little sore from this past season. He dominated the regular season, easily locked up the championship before the last regular season race even, um, and then just struggled throughout the playoffs. He had the win at Talladega. Again, the plate track. Uh, and Hendrick does – so while anyone can win these races, yes, there is still an advantage to being in a Hendrick car, a Penske car, I guess a Gibbs car. If you look at Denny Hamlin, the other Gibbs guys just haven't really held up their part of it, but, but Hamlin has, uh, but, but there's an advantage to that. Those guys still have better cars than the Corey LaJoy's and that of the world. The Corey LaJoy's can put himself in position by avoiding the attrition by using the draft correctly, but he doesn't have the raw power that these other guys have. And so there is still that, that big advantage in that camp and that part of things for a guy like Elliot. Yep, and uh, again, that Hendrick Power speaks very loudly in not just the Daytona 500, but obviously resonates through the rest of the season as well. Um, All right, we're going to step away one more time, come back, and we'll touch on some of those drivers that are outside of the top five, and we really only touched on five. That's the crazy thing, but there's a few drivers outside of the top five that still have some sort of betting interest in the Daytona 500. Let's talk about the Thanksgiving free roll. If you like Super Bowl squares, you're going to love what we have for the DGENs. That's you on Thanksgiving. Our friends at Play Action Pools have set up with uh, set us up with a football bingo contest for Thursday's slate. Absolutely simple to join and free to play only in the SGPN app. And once you enter, you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen. Whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card. Make sure that you got that player. If you do... Check the box, and if you get bingo, scream really loud at your kitchen table. Make everybody around you wonder what the hell you're doing. Plus, you're going to get a chance to win 100 cash and a $100 SGBN gift card. That's why you're screaming. Tell Grandma, calm down. You'll buy her a NASCAR gambling podcast hat, and it'll all be groovy. Make sure you go download the SGPN app and get in on that Thanksgiving free roll. Save your grandma. All right. Let's talk about a couple other drivers sitting just outside of the top five. Listen, I want to actually start right here at number six. (laughs) I mean, we didn't get through top ten this time, but number six, Bubba Wallace is sitting there at 14 to one. I I know that he won Talladega. I know that he's a, a, a solid super speedway driver, but I don't know that Bubba Wallace should be at 14 to one, Cody. I, I'm going to – you're saying you think he should be farther down? Yeah, I think he should be farther down. I mean, we saw how he ended the season. It was it was not necessarily the greatest. Yeah, but you got to look You got to look at just super speedways, and he's one of the best super speedway racers there is right now. And I think that's – in my opinion, when I look at super speedways, that's the only thing I look at is how good they do on super speedways. I'd, every other track and style of race – I will lean a lot more into what have you done for me lately, you know, how they've been performing the last few. But when it comes to super speedways, the cream of the crop just rises to the top, and Bubba is one of those guys now. I mean, like I said, he he's one of those guys that could have stolen from Cindric right at the very end there. He was he was just feet away from getting to Cindric uh, at the end of the Daytona 500 last year, and, and he settled for that second-place finish. Um, he was second at Daytona in the fall of 2021 finished 11th here in the fall. That again is, is a tough one to look at because of the crazy rain wreck and everything that, that happened at the end of that race, but he survived it and, and was there. Um, even back with Richard Petty, he finished fifth place here in 2020. Um, he was second in the Daytona 500 in 2018 in that Richard Petty 43 car. Uh, he's won at Talladega. I don't want to hear your crap about rain short and blah, blah, blah. They were racing the rain. He got to the front. But he consistently competes at these super speedway tracks. And at 14 to 1, is that where he's sitting? Yeah, 14 to 1. You're, I mean, 
you're, you're kind of out of the favorites now, and he's kind of that next tier, and he is the top of that next tier, in my opinion. You could even put him in that first tier, and I would still like him because he just shows up at super speedways each and every time, and he's always one of those guys you can count on seeing in the picture, and he's come so dang close to that Daytona 500. He's been able to taste it multiple times. He's just waiting to kick down that door and win the Daytona 500. And, uh, man, what what a story that would be when he gets it done. I, I think it's a matter of, of when and not if because he's that good on super speedways. He puts himself in position, and, and he's got one coming. Uh, and, and so I, I think that he's priced properly here. See, and I agree with you on all of that, but with Bubba Wallace's talent, I agree with you on everything. But my only issue coming into this season is that the way last season ended for him, especially with the big Kyle Larson fight, especially with the car switch and everything that went on, it was just a lot of discombobulation. Does he come out at the first race of the season with the type of focus you need to win that, that race? That's the, only, that's the only one thing that hangs me up from believing that he should be up here at this 14 to one uh, again, his track record obviously speaks for itself. I mean, not that I can't argue with you because obviously he's done it. And in fact, last season we, we, we gave him out in, several times over in these uh, restrictor plate races as, as one of the favorites to win. I mean, like I said, my only concern is just going into this. Where's his head going to be at to start this season? Obviously it's a short turnaround you know, and, and the way last season ended was a frustrating end to Bubba Wallace's season. He jumps back into the 23 car now. He doesn't have to go back into that 45 car. So, I mean, he's back home in his in his own car. Maybe that does clear his head. Maybe that helps. But that that's the only thing that would make me think that he should be a little bit uh, more, uh, longer odds than plus 1,400. Yeah, and I just... Yeah, we'll have to see. And he's going to have Tyler Reddick there as his teammate now. Reddick has, has proven to be a pretty decent super speedway racer. Um, finished second at Daytona in the fall. And so maybe they get a little more help there. You always got to keep in mind, too, the Denny Hamlin aspect of things. Hamlin owns that car. Hamlin is very, very good at the super speedways. We talked about his three Daytona 500s. If Hamlin gets in a position to push Bubba to that win, I think he would do it. I mean... I'm not saying he's going to settle for second to Bubba because I don't think he would. I think he wants to win another Daytona 500 that bad. But if he's in the position where he can only push him or where he's helping him to at least put him in position, that's going to be a huge boost to Bubba as well. Uh, with Denny Hamlin as good as he is at the play tracks, we just touched on that obviously. But being there and he's also coaching him along. I mean, he owns his car. He's teaching him. He's in there talking to him about it. And I think that that might help even push him even more over the edge of where he's already a great super speedway racer. We'll definitely see Cody. Who are you? Who do you got your eyes on? Uh, well, are we going to keep going down the list here? Or are we just jumping around? I'll no, just jump around. Doing? Let's just jump around. Find, find, find Let's folks see. that you want to highlight on this down the list. I know I got my down eyes on the one. list here. Brad Keselowski, 18 to one. I, w I wish he was longer shot, to be honest. He's such a good super speedway racer, though. Um, very, very aggressive the last couple of times we saw him on super speedways. That did not pan out too well in the Daytona 500 last year. Um, but he's uh, he's borderline, or I, I probably don't quite want to, to bet on him. But jumping down just a little bit farther at 20 to 1, Kyle Busch at 20 to 1, Again, we, the guy, spoiler alert, we talked about him in the championship thing. He's got something to prove, and he is so freaking good at racing. He's good at everything, right? We just talked about him on the championship episode and everything. He's got, you know, Joe Gibbs kicked him out, basically said, you're done, goodbye. Mars left. He took a pay cut. All of this stuff on his now his revenge tour. And he's a two-time champion in the sport already. He's won 60 races. He's won over 200 races across the top three series of NASCAR. What's the one thing he doesn't have yet? A Daytona 500 win. That is the one glaring thing missing from Kyle Busch's resume. You add that, and he, it's complete. He doesn't have anything else to accomplish. 
Sure, he could tack on some more championships. He's going to keep racking up the wins. We know he can do that. He, he's, I would, I say, I think he's the best driver in the field in NASCAR right now. And so, yeah, Kyle Busch, 20 to 1 to win this race. 20 to 1 to win the championship. I guess it's going to be the year of 20s and 23 and the year of the eight car, potentially. I have a feeling that I'm going to be very, very heavy on Kyle Busch throughout the season, throughout my futures bets. And it's going to start right here with the Daytona 500, 20 to 1 for Kyle Busch. Um, he, he's not a bad super speedway racer. He's not necessarily a guy that that jumps out to you like a Denny Hamlin, like a Ryan Blaney, like a Chase Elliott. And that's why his odds are a little bit farther down here. Um, but he finished sixth in the Daytona 500 this past year. Sixth, if you're finishing sixth, you can win. You're close enough. You're right there. He finished 10th in the fall. Again, that, that was kind of the, the shit show race. But um, he, he's gotten close a few times. He finished second in 2019. Um, so, again, very close. Almost taste it. Um, and he just, man, he that's, that's the one big thing missing. And we've seen some guys, I think Tony Stewart never won one. And it's just that's that one glaring thing. And if Kyle Busch knows anything, he knows that's what he's missing. He's going to set out to want to do that, and he wants to shut everybody up right away. Mars left. Joe Gibbs kicked me out. Guess what? I'm here. Let's put this car in the playoffs, and let's go. So, yeah, Kyle Busch, get your championship odds now. Get your Daytona 500 odds now because they're not going to get any worse from where they're at now. Now is your best chance on all of these to get in now while you're getting the best odds. Well, and I mean, maybe odds makers were looking at the last, what, four four out of the last six races where he was engine problems, crash, crash, crash. And then, of course, last year he had two good finishes, a sixth and a tenth. So, But, of course, the whole game has changed for Kyle Busch now that he is no longer in that 18 car. So, uh, you know, you just can't lean on that anymore. You got to take it for what it's worth. Cody, I'm going to turn our attention to a young man who I am super stoked to watch race once more. Hopefully he makes this race. Uh, but one Jimmy Johnson comes in at 30 to 1. Jimmy Johnson, three-time Daytona winner, uh, and has won the Daytona 500 twice in his career. His average finish is not bad, not good. It's 18.3. But he has yeah, won this race. not that bad for Super Speedway, really. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, has a couple of poles under his belt. I'm not saying he's going to go out and win the first race that he's back in a cup car again. But the dude won seven championships over the course of his career. I don't know that driving is like riding a bike that you forget. Uh, but I'm just saying that. I, I wholeheartedly believe that Jimmy Johnson is going to come back and have such a great time racing in this race. And at 30 to one, look, man, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to count him out. Maybe the stars align, maybe his reoccurrence into or, or reintroduction into the NASCAR uh, series now shines on him and he wins a race. And if this is the race becomes his fourth, uh, that Daytona 500 or his, his fourth Daytona win his third Daytona 500 to win. Look, I'm just saying, I love the man. Much like uh, you love Chase Elliott, I love me some Jimmy Johnson. Can't wait to watch him race again, and I'm going to throw something on him at 30 to 1. For the story alone, right? I mean, it, it, you got to take it for the story alone. He hasn't been in a stock car in a little while. That's going to kind of go against him, but he's a seven-time champion. He's won Daytona 500s before. He could get it done. Eric Jones a guy that came very close to winning a couple of super speedways last week, last year, going to be his teammate, uh, not to mention, and let's mention his name next, Noah Gregson, 75 to one, also going to be on that team. Those three guys are all very good plate racers. So if Jimmy can hold it together, those three guys could be working together at the end of this. Can you imagine Noah Gregson pushing Jimmy Johnson to victory? And the Daytona 500, woof, it'd be a beautiful thing, wouldn't it? Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because he has to make the race still. But if you bet it now early like this, he doesn't make the race. It's just going to be voided, returned to you. Most likely, obviously, you know, check with your book and make sure that's that's the case. But that's generally how it works. Uh, but Noah Gregson as well, 75 to 1. Austin Hill, 75 to 1. Those are guys worth mentioning. Very, very good plate racers. 
Uh, they won a majority of the Xfinity races this past season. Gregson was the one filling in in the beard car uh, for all the plate races. Now it's going to be Austin Hill that's going to be doing it. Both those guys know how to get it done. And at those long shot odds, worth a look. And of course, Corey LaJoy, 100 to 1. Not the 200 to 1 we almost got last year at Atlanta, but that's okay. I will bet Corey LaJoy each and every super speedway, all six of them. Just go ahead and write it down now. He's always going to get my bet. He has got one coming. It's coming. It's and then the Daytona 500. Can you imagine Corey LaJoy Daytona 500? I oof, I will be partying hard that night as will Corey LaJoy. I'm sure, but uh, I might be just as happy as he is if uh, if he wins one. Well, yeah, especially if you put that bet on him. You're well, yeah, especially it. if I hit 100 to one. Yeah, I'll be real happy. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to bring up one last driver as we sort of close the book on these Daytona 500. We talked about him at the championship uh, episode, and that's Ty Gibbs. He's at 18 to one. I just, again, I know, I understand, I get the narrative. I, I know that he's going to be in that 54 car for Gibbs next year. I know Gibbs is good. We talked about Kyle winning all of those with Gibbs. We talked about Denny being good. But this is Ty Gibbs in a full cup season. I don't understand the love, and maybe it is just the manufacturer. Maybe it is just the owner. Maybe it is just the situation that he's in. But Ty Gibbs doesn't seem to me like he's going to be the guy that's going to come out like an Austin Cedric and win the Daytona 500 in his first full cup series. Because that was a luck. That was luck that Austin Cindric won that race. I mean, more than anything. Yeah, obviously, he got himself in the right position. That takes skill. But, again, we watched last season the way Ty ended the season in the cup car. It wasn't anything spectacular. So I'm not sure what this is going to to do for him just switching cars, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To expect a rookie to win it is very unrealistic. It doesn't happen often. It just happened last year. So, of course, you know, oh, yeah, rookie can win it, of course. Yes, they can, but meh. So, uh, four starts at Daytona Talladega last year uh, for Ty Gibbs. He finished seventh and 11th at Daytona in the Xfinity Series. That's not very impressive because less cars wreck. Generally, we see the better cars up front. Seventh, 11th, you're not really in it. Talladega, seventh and 35th. Um, so, just not. Didn't really impress like guys like Noah Gregson, like guys like Austin Hill. And you're getting those guys at 75 to 1 compared to a Ty Gibbs at 18 to 1. If you want a, a rookie driver or a younger driver uh, to win, I would think you're going to look at, at more of those types of guys because the odds are just so much better. It's not that Ty Gibbs can't win it because we know that he can. It's just the odds don't really reflect where he should be priced, I think, in my opinion. And now he did win Atlanta in the spring. I will give him that, um, which which is a, a super speedway race. He finished 35th in the other Atlanta race. Um, and so, again, I'm using Atlanta, the new Atlanta, when I'm looking at these things too. So he can get it done at, at a super speedway. But 18-1 to for the Cup Series for the Daytona 500. Just not not spicy enough for me. I just, again, this is one of those situations where bookmakers are seizing on the fact that Ty Gibbs is a popular driver and not wanting everybody to jump on that and beat them if he ends up winning this race. And really, that's, that's what this is all. This is more about name recognition than it is about his chances to actually win the race, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, we're going to obviously break down these guys in depth as we actually get into the race itself once these odds start to solidify. But if anything that you saw or heard or wanted to, and in fact, you can jump in on the Discord uh, or, or even jump into our DMs and ask us where we got these odds if you want, if any of them jumped out on the page and you want to start betting on them now, or if you want to see who, where everybody else is at and, and gauge your, your early Daytona 500 bets now. Uh, we'll be glad to share that with you. But, yeah, again, we just wanted to walk you through these odds as they're coming out because, obviously, this is a gambling podcast, and part of gambling is knowing the odds. So, you know, we'll find some early values for you to jump on. Like Cody said, I don't think these are going to change nearly as much as we head in, but some will, and some may get better, some may get worse for you. Uh, but, you know, if nothing else, we just wanted to introduce you 
to what you're up against as we start to wind down the days to the Daytona 500. Yeah, absolutely. Only 88 days away. So what, what better time to get prepared than right now, right? Only Dale Earnhardt Jr. away from the Daytona 500. So, Let's go. Uh, all right, Cody, as we wrap things up, why don't we let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep. Find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, you can find all my work there. Follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. Um, you, can, you can find when we get new shows and all that. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all, all the fun the kids say. We're about to come up on our review with the bosses. Make sure you let them know that this show needs to stick around for another season. For another, they, we need lifetime contracts, Cody. That's what we need, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the all the better uh, reviews and stuff you leave, and then good words to the boss that uh, that that ups our uh, lifetime contract deal. We're we're gonna propose. Yep, every sponsor will want to join us. We'll be wearing jackets with all of our sponsors and uh, walking around. Yeah, that's why we're holding out on the YouTube show because we got to get all our sponsors. So we're gonna just be in NASCAR fire suits with all our sponsors on there. <laughs> working on that right <laughs> we sure are in the meantime though follow me on twitter at rj Gomez. link to everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's sportsbook review whether it is in between media find it all there on twitter at rj Gomez. we'll come back again next week we'll start talking about we'll do the little history lesson shall we that's that was fun i like that let's take a trip down nascar memory lane get you more acquainted with who you're cheering for uh and and the history behind it so till next week everybody Let's go racing and let it ride.